2. And good Sunday evening. My name is Howie Silberger. Welcome to the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. So happy to be with you. So happy that you're here with me. And I'm glad that we're doing the show together. Really happy that you're that you that you decide to spend your Sunday evening with me and with Sheldon. Sheldon will be here in just a couple of seconds. I want to remind you that we are raising money for independent radio in Montreal. We we see that corporations have destroyed radio in Montreal. We see that uh, corporations have fired really decent radio staff. And I think uh, it's time for radio professionals, people who are passionate about radio, to take back the medium. I think it's time for people who are passionate about radio to, to step forward and say, we're going to create radio that audiences want to listen to. We're going to create radio that we feel is, uh, is, is, is good radio, that as professionals we feel we are producing good, good radio. And so we've decided here at TrueTalkRadio.com that we were going to launch a radio station. We were going to take it the next step, and we were going to offer radio professionals the right and the opportunity to ply their trade without corporate oversight. Doesn't mean there won't be standards. Of course, there'll be standards. Doesn't mean that we won't uh, that we won't be following uh, the regulations of whatever whatever governing body there is. Of course, we will. But it does mean that uh, corporate overlords aren't going to tell us that you can't be on the air because uh, because we're cutting our budgets and we have to cut we have to cut a million dollars off our third quarter. Uh, what it does mean is that uh, corporate overlords aren't going to come and say, "Hey, listen, uh, you know we need someone who's right wing, someone who's left wing." So you're going to pretend to be right wing and you're going to pretend to be left wing, and you're going to argue the points uh, on on that point because um, because that's the way it is. It, it's not going to happen like that. What we're planning on starting is a radio station run by radio professionals, people who love the business, and hosted by radio professionals, people who love the business. And, uh, and if we love what we're doing, and the people who are on the air love what we're doing, you're going to love listening to what we're doing and uh, watching us on YouTube and wherever else that we end up broadcasting. So I invite you to, uh, to support Independent Radio Montreal. The GoFundMe page is... Uh, is on the uh, Howie Silberger Show page on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to put it up on True Talk Radio. Uh, for some reason, it didn't go up. I, I, I wanted to put it up, and I, it didn't go up. I'm going to put it up on the front page of True Talk Radio. And, um, and of course, uh, if, you, if you can't find it for whatever reason, I mean, it's, it's right there, but if you can't find it for whatever reason, you could always send me an email, howie at truetalkradio.com, and I'll be more than happy to forward you the link to our GoFundMe page, so please be be generous, be uh, be helpful, and if you don't want to if you don't want to donate money, that's fine. If you are a talented radio professional who is out of work or who is looking to do something uh, interesting in radio, and and you don't want to donate money, but you want to bring your time and your talent and your your expertise to this radio station, uh, we'll be more than happy to talk to you too. Uh, if you don't want to uh, do the GoFundMe thing, you could always call one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two, extension two. Uh, if you're if you're a professional, if you want to help out in some other way, give us a call one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two, extension two. Leave me a message, and I promise you, I'll get back to you. So it's been quite a week. 
It's been uh, it's been a, it's been a really strange week uh, for me, at least. It's always a strange week for me, but this week has been a little stranger than other weeks. Uh, at the beginning of the week, the uh, media flipped out over uh, Ted Cruz going to Cancun, Mexico, uh, overnight to drop his daughters off after Texas froze over. Um, I, I put up a, a propaganda lesson on my uh, on my Facebook page. And I pointed out that uh, the media is focusing on Ted Cruz and his trip, not because he's Ted Cruz and it's his trip. Well, maybe because of that. Maybe that's part of it. Uh, Ted Cruz is, of course, one of the most hated politicians in the United States. Why is he hated? Because he supported Donald Trump. And now the politician that supports Donald Trump is hated by the media. And, uh, and, and the radical left hate, uh, hate Ted Cruz. He's, uh, he's an insurrectionist supporter, whatever the hell that means. Uh, so... We, um, so Ted Cruz, of course, he's the punching bag of the left, and they went after him. They went after him hard. Uh, but but, but my, my piece that I posted really had little to do with Ted Cruz, even though if you read the comments, that's all they talk about is Ted Cruz, because uh, a whole bunch of lefties took over and, and, and went and attacked my, uh, my, my, my piece. But my piece had really very little to do with Ted Cruz. I used the, I used the, um, I used the example of Ted Cruz to prove my point that the media is a propaganda machine. And that was really the point, and I don't think uh, anyone posting uh, comments on the piece itself actually got the point of the piece. Nobody was actually reading it for the point. They were just trying to find something they could get me on because I'm a righty and they're a lefty and they have to get me. It's destroy, destroy, destroy. Attack, 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 and keep throwing things at you until they could find something they could get you on. Find the minutia of the story that you may have made a little mistake or that may not have been 100% clear and attack that little minutia of that story until you could destroy the person and destroy his reputation because he doesn't agree with me politically. Give me a break. The point of the piece that I put up was nothing to do with Ted Cruz. It had nothing to do with, uh, actually, it had nothing to do with, um, with, the, with the story that, that was associated to it. The point I was making was, that the media made a huge deal about Ted Cruz going to Cancun. Now, whatever he was correct going to Cancun or incorrect going to Cancun is totally irrelevant to what I'm about to say. Whether he, whether he let down the people of Texas, even though, I mean, Ted Cruz isn't crawling up the, uh, isn't crawling up the hydro poles to fix the power. He, he's a senator. He has very little power to do anything in the state. But whatever. Uh, optics were, were horrible for Cruz. I agree. Uh, but whether he was correct or incorrect in going to Cancun, whether uh, whether he pre-planned the trip and planned it as a vacation or just planned to take his daughters, as he claimed, and run off to Cancun for, for a couple of hours, is irrelevant to the fact that the media is covering the story wall-to-wall. If uh, CNN and the left-wing media is covering the story wall-to-wall simply to detract from the point that renewable energy failed. This is the point. Renewable energy failed. Windmills froze, solar panels got covered in snow, and everything stopped working. 25%, 22%, doesn't really matter what the percentage is. A percentage of the Texas uh, electrical grid, which is not connected to the regular U.S. electrical grid. Texas is an independent country, <laughs> well, an independent state. Um, after the Alamo, when Texas joined when Texas joined the, uh, the Confederation of, of States, the, the United States of America, Texas made it clear that they would be an independent state within the state of America. Uh, in Quebec, they would call it a distinct society. And, um, and what Texas did was 
they created their own they own their own um, their own electrical grid. So they have an electrical grid that's separate from the electrical grid of the rest of the United States. Now Texas has always been beholden to the oil companies. Uh, we all know oil companies come from, most of the oil in America comes from Texas. So they've been beholden to the oil companies, but a couple of years ago there was a little bit of deregulation. And about 25, 20, 25, 26, the percentage is really irrelevant to the story. Uh, 25, 26% of their grid was transferred over to windmills and uh, like wind farms and solar farms. And those are the farms that failed. And losing that quarter of, um, of, of, the, of the power generated for the country, for, this, for the state, I keep calling Texas a country. They're not a country, they're a state. Um, the, and losing, losing that segment of the, um, of the grid, of the power grid, when the windmills went down and the solar power plants went down, uh, Texas had a problem. Because it was so cold, people were really generating much more electricity than they did previously. And because they generated so much electricity, Texas found themselves uh, overloaded. Their grid was overloaded, and then there were the blackouts. So, because renewable energy failed, and fossil fuels actually saved whatever was left of the power grid, um, the media, who has been pushing, along with Joe Biden and the Democrats, have been pushing for the Green New Deal, converting most of the power grids across the United States into solar power and wind power grids, uh, really didn't want this to be the shining example of, of renewable energy. And so they went searching for something they could cover that could detract people, that could distract people from the true, from the true nature of the story, which is that renewable energy failed here. You can't sell the Green New Deal if you have a living example of, of the failure of renewable energy. Now, don't get me wrong. and I know a lot of people are going to attack me and say, well, what are you talking about? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying renewable energy is not a smart idea. I'm not saying that renewable energy should not be implemented wherever possible. But what I am saying is that the technology that was implemented in Texas, the technology of wind farms, and solar farms that were instituted in Texas failed. And they have and what people should be doing now, and what what what, what politicians and what uh, experts should be doing now is studying the situation in Texas and figuring out why it failed, how it failed, and figuring out ways to ensure that it doesn't fail like that if it's implemented in, across the greater country. That that's all I was saying. But people like to nitpick, and so um, if you read the comments, I stopped even responding to them because people were just nitpicking. Well, you know, Ted Cruz's wife said, "I don't care." That wasn't the point of the story. That wasn't the point of the post. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show. Feel free to call in one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. We'll get you on the air with us. Sheldon Eric Freed is here. He is my long standing producer of the show, and, uh, and and a good friend, and I'm happy that he's here. Hi, show. Hi, how are you? I am excellent. How are you, sir? Uh, not too bad. I have electricity in my house, <laughs> so that was... <laughs> well, that's good. You don't live in Texas, so it's, it's, it's no, good. No, but, you're, but you're you know what? I remember speaking to you earlier uh, this afternoon when you called me, and yeah. I remember there was a, a situation whereby, I don't remember the year, but the entire Northeast had a major, major power blackout it was a major it must have been the uh, late 80s early 90s 
Yeah. And the thing was, I think most of the entire, most if not 90% of the entire East Coast was completely affected with major new cities of New York and Boston and Philadelphia and, and everything. And Quebec was lucky because Quebec was on its own grid, grid but the grid held. Right. So that was the that was the so Montreal and all points within the entire province was spared this. But all most of the major cities on the entire northeast quadrant of North America were completely in the back at black. I even think that Toronto might have been affected too, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But it shows it shows how fragile these grids are. And especially if you have two or three major power grids that that encompass most of the United States and then you have Texas and uh, whatever, obviously the weather in Texas, they don't get, they do get cold weather, but not like this, not to this, not to this standpoint. It, it doesn't get cold like this. It's like cold, like Montreal and Canada. And I was seeing the streets of Austin and the roads and everything and look like our typical blizzards in the North, you know, up in the Northeast. Sheldon, we just, so got, we just got, Sheldon, we just got a uh, face. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we just got a Facebook message saying that the uh, the listener saw Sheldon on TV last night on City Life Show with Richard Desjardins. Oh my God, that's going back. <laughs> that's going. That's that's going back along. That's going back. I know I did a did a thing of City Life. I was actually on camera, and I think it took place in a park. If that person's uh, if that person's alluding to this, uh, referring to this. And uh, they were uh, they were actually asking me about uh, four or five different questions, but it being four or five different segments, the situation with the pandemic, uh, you know, how have I adjusted and how are people in the, in the whole adjust in terms of public transportation and safety distance and mask and all this stuff. So I was asked about four or five questions and I, with a bunch of other people, were interviewed separately. And I think this took, this took place in, in a park in St. Henry. Oh, cool. So that's the one because I was on Matt TV before uh, doing other things, but this was a, it happened about a couple of months ago. So Sheldon, do you think, uh, uh, well, let's talk about Ted Cruz. Do you think Ted Cruz should be held responsible um, for going on? I, I know the optics are bad for him. I mean, yeah, the optics are very sure. bad, but that's what media does is they, 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 they take a situation regarding of what standpoint is and they, they make the optics because it makes good ratings. But also we have to look at a bunch of other things, not only Ted Cruz or whatever. And no matter if you're right wing, left wing, let's figure all this thing thing out. And I'm not saying, I, you know, I'm not going to completely say that Ted Cruz was 100% wrong, but here's the scope. Here is, you know, here's the dirt that's being on Ted Cruz and any politicians that have traveled during during this pandemic. Now the and thing not, was, and he's not the only one. Let's let's be clear. No, no, no. no. That's what one. I'm going to say because here in Canada, there were many many people, even the, some of our local politicians here in our broadcast area, they traveled. So it's not only Ted Cruz, and it's not only so. It was the province of Ontario, province of Quebec, Ted Cruz, and I, I'm sure he's not alone. I'm sure there was other people to other governors. That also decided, for whatever reason, they decided to go away. Okay, so yes, it's bad optics. There's no question about that at all. The media has spun it so. So the thing is, what people would see, and I would see some of the Facebook comments, and they would say, okay, our politicians or the politicians at large, no matter where you're living, they're telling people not to travel. They're telling people to stay home because of the COVID. 
that's the message that we've gotten from provincial, our, our municipal governments, our federal governments. This was the message they were conveying to the people. Right. For the most part, most people did stay home. Yes, not 100%, obviously. But let's say, let's say between 60 to 70%. I'm playing a conservative. The amount of people that would usually travel, maybe March break, maybe Christmas and New Year's, they decided to stay home including myself. I know you go to Florida sometimes too. Yeah. I was I was going to go away to the Caribbean again with my significant other. We decided to stay home because we said it's just too risky. And this was even before the government decided to really batten down the hatches and now when people come back, they're now going to have to quarantine in a hotel for 3 days at their own expenses which could be at least $2000 more than what they budgeted for on the trip. Right. So, so they're telling people, this is the message. Well, the politicians are telling people to stay home. For the most part, most of the people are obeying these health directives. Okay? But then we're seeing that the politicians who are in the public spotlight, this is another thing. If you and I were to travel, we'd be under the radar because who would really know? Because we're not on the camera. Yes, we're on the radio, but we're not on the camera. Right. The media is not and following I, me around to see what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. So the thing is, when you're in the politician or if you're a movie star, any kind of a public figure in the spotlight, in the television, where your face is very well known, and you travel somewhere, the media is going to follow you because they're going to try to spin. They're going to say, well, how come Sheldon Fried and Howie Silberger, how come they're traveling? How come Ted Cruz, how come the finance minister, former finance minister, Finance Minister of Ontario was traveling. How come one of the people, one of the politicians in Quebec were traveling? They're telling us, they're citizens to stay home, but why are they traveling? So this is why a lot of people are mad. Well, this is why a lot of people are saying, well, we're listening to the politicians, but they're a bunch of hypocrites because they're, you know, what's what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. So they're putting rules on us. And they're putting strict rules to the point that if people were to come back, they would have to go into these hotels by the federal government. They would have to spend up to $2,000, if not more, for, you know, extra money where people, when they first went away, especially the snowbirds that went away before the Christmas holidays, this was not in effect. Yes, there were still, I mean, the borders are now closed between Canada and the United States till March 21st. And who knows how much longer after that. Yeah, and I'm sure it's going to keep it's going to keep being extended. Uh, there was some good news on the local uh, front that now we have 600 cases, as opposing to Ontario's, our neighbors to the west, over 1,000 cases. So I'm really Ontario. hoping that uh, because the uh, the cases are down, uh, we'll start seeing an easing up of the curfew at least. Um, yeah, well, they were saying and that a reopening if it's in the or- a little bit of society. Yeah, if it's in the orange zone, apparently they say. If you're in the orange zone, the curfew can go from 8 o'clock, which is presently in, in the Montreal area, which is still in the red zone, to 9.30 at night. Now, hopefully, yes, it would be nice for the, the, the curfew to be a, a little later and also, you know, eventually eliminated. But again, like I said, this is why there's such an outpouring. And, you know, to me, it doesn't make a difference if you're right wing or left wing, center, whatever the case is. All I'm saying is if you're going to make these rules to everybody – and I, again, I don't even if he was a Democrat, Republican, I don't care that because he's a Republican, because he he, he was for Trump. That makes no difference in the way I feel. But that like makes a, a difference in the way a lot of people feel, Sheldon. Yeah. But, I, that, but that, 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 that clouds their judgment when they 
when they look at, the, like, let's say the piece that I posted that I was talking about before. When they look at that piece, and I'm saying, look, the media is making a big deal out of this because they want to cover up the fact that renewable energy failed. Um, the first, the first knee-jerk reaction for all these people is, all right, let's attack him because he's supporting Cruz. I, yeah, I wasn't that's, necessarily that's supporting wrong. Cruz. I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously, because it's your own independent judgment. It's not like Trump him to do this. It's not like Biden was telling him to do this. He did it. He did his own independent decision, whether or not he's a he was a Democrat senator or Republican senator means no difference. The fact is, uh, to me, now, what the other people posted on posted, you know, that's their that's their viewpoints. And I can't change their, their viewpoints. But what I am saying is, the fact is that when when you are in the public spotlight, you are held in a higher standard. Now, I'm not saying what the media did was was right. Now, do you think the media would have flipped out as much as they did if uh, Ted Cruz was a Democratic uh, senator rather than a Republican senator? If Ted Cruz was not a Trump supporter but somebody who who opposed Trump, do you think um, do you think the media coverage would be a little different? Well, I've always said to you, Howie, that media is very, very biased and yeah. media should be neutral. They should be. If you're going to be hard on one, you should be hard on all. Right. Like that's that's my philosophy. And just because he's a Republican, that doesn't mean anything to me. That, and I, I know that doesn't mean anything to you. And yes, he had a very bad. Yeah. I mean, the media painted him extremely bad. If he would have been a Democrat. The, the, if the media was going to do this as Cruz being a Republican, then they should do the same thing if he was a Democrat. And it's the same thing. If any Democratic... We've seen, we've seen, Democrats, we've seen Democrats do stuff that violated COVID regulations well, and and get off and get off, get a light, get a light well, sentence from the media. Well, that's And that's, not that's right. wrong. It's wrong. That's not right. That is absolutely wrong. And I agree with you. And I've always said it, Howie. I've, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. That media has to be fair on both sides and they have to be right in the middle and let people make their own decision. It's not for them to be harder because a person is a Republican or harder because the person's Donald Trump and easier uh, if it's a question of, of Joe Biden or if Cruz was a, was a Democratic senator. I mean, I'm looking at the case. Of, OK, let, let's take another case, uh, another example of a case where a Democrat uh, did something and then you know, if a Republican would have done the same thing. It would have been much bigger news. Right now, it's not such big news. Uh, the uh, Andrew Cuomo case, where Andrew Cuomo, uh, months and months and months ago, I remember when he did it, it was maybe a year ago, he mm -hmm. ordered uh, old age homes in New York to, he's the governor of New York, he ordered old mm -hmm. age homes in New York to accept COVID patients. In fact, he told them they can't reject COVID patients, people who tested positive for COVID. So thousands of people uh, who tested positive from COVID ended up in old age homes infecting other people and could have killed up to 100,000 people, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when you look at that and you look at the coverage that's getting on American press, but he because he's a Democratic governor, mm -hmm. uh, it's getting almost no coverage at all. I mean, very, very little traction on that story. And we're talking about 100,000 deaths, maybe even more. And you take a look at Ted Cruz flying for six hours to, to, to Cuba and then flying home immediately after. Uh, you know, the balance of importance of story seems to me, as a guy who's been in news for a long, long time, the mm -hmm. balance of, uh, of importance between Ted Cruz flying to, to Cuba with his daughters and then flying home 
or even staying the weekend. Let's say he, he, he lived out his plan and he stayed the weekend and then flew home on Monday. Compared to Cuomo uh, ordering nursing homes to take in COVID patients and then people dying from it, uh, the importance of the story seems to lean more towards Cuomo than towards Cruz. But, but the, media is, the media is covering Cruz you know, wall to wall. So this kind, of, this kind of partisan politics playing out in the media in the States, uh, and, and by extension Canada, because Canada does the same thing. Um, with Canadian politicians, we do the exact same thing. I mean, Pierre Arcan from the, uh, from the Liberals did not get uh, as much slapping as he should have gotten for traveling. He kept his job, right? And he traveled during COVID too. So, I mean, why did he keep his job? Uh, but the guy in Ontario didn't keep his job. So, uh, I'm sorry, he flew to, uh, Cruz flew to Mexico, not to Cuba. Sorry, I said mm -hmm. Cuba, not right. Mexico. Um, yeah. My apologies to the Cubans. I didn't mean to call you Mexicans. And my apology <laughs> to the Mexicans, I didn't mean to call you Cubans. I made a mistake. Okay. It was a slip of tongue. Um, yeah, and especially the U.S. going to Cuba, U.S. Yeah. senator going to Cuba. Yeah, that would have, been a, so. would have been a little different than going to Mexico. I, I apologize. Yeah, that would have gotten coverage, all right. <laughs> well, that that should have gotten coverage. <laughs> then the coverage would have been justified. Yes. <laughs> All right. It was a slip of the tongue. It was a mistake. I'm sorry. Because uh, the Canadian guy, I think the Canadian guy went to Cuba. And the, and the American guy went to Mexico. So, I mean, that's that's where it was to mix up. But anyway, <laughs> let's let's move well, on. Well, I think I, also our con, uh, Pierre O'Connor, I think, went to Barbados or something. Yeah, he, like went to, he went somewhere in the Caribbean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but the idea is that uh, he wasn't thrown out of office. The guy in the guy in Ontario was thrown out of office. Yeah. So so you know Gavin Newsom is still is still is still governor, uh, and, and you know he he locked down his entire state and then went and had a birthday party in the state next door, uh, the same night yeah. that he locked down his state. So I mean, this double standard, this triple standard, really bothers me, Sheldon. Yeah, it bothers me too because I also think at the same time that. No matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, liberal, NDP, or conservative, as far as I'm concerned, if they're trying to put the example, because it's like they're saying there's two different classes. There's the politicians and there are the citizens. And I'm sorry, but the politicians work for us. Well, it's the classic, case, it's the classic case of do as I say, don't do as I do. Exactly. And I think that if that's the case, plus in addition, Howie, yeah. Regardless, they're under the public spotlight. They're always under public all times. And yes, the media is totally unfair because they have to be, they have to do both sides evenly. I've said it so many times to you, and I've said it so many times on this radio show, that no matter what, if the politicians do something wrong, right, left, center, whatever, then they should they should be they should be scrutinized to the fullest extent by the media, equally, equally. Okay, you've heard me say that. So I'm not because uh, Ted Cruz is a Republican that he should have gotten this, because if he was a Democrat, I'd say the same thing. And anybody that's anybody that's a Democrat, anybody that's a, an, an NDP, anybody that's socialist, whatever, doesn't make a difference to me. If, in fact, they did something wrong like this, number one, I think that they should be fired. Yeah. Okay, no matter what, and I'm saying no matter what party, so I'm making this very clear, whether it's Democrat, Democrat, Republican, NDP, conservative or liberal, I don't care. 
you do something like this, you're telling people like you and myself who elect these people to come into power in the first place. And then they decide, well, I don't have to worry about me because I'm above everything. I'm above the law. It's like the same thing. If you and I commit a crime, you and I would be in, in prison or fined like up the yin yang. Okay. If, if a politician does it, he gets a slap on the wrist. It's true. So this is what, this is what I'm saying. Like the politicians are citizens. Actually too. It depends, depends on which politician and what party they're part of. Yeah, certain but again, it should, it will should get, be... Certain politicians will get hit a lot harder than other politicians for sure. doing the exact same thing. But again, I did say it should they should be treated equally. I so agree. If they, commit, if they commit the crime, they do the time. But they they're the not, time, and that's the problem. But they, well, that's always been the problem. Look, you and I have talked about this so many times about the situation in media, that the media is not, the um, commercial media, that is. Yeah. They are not covering the way they should be. And it's not the way the media was when you and I first joined. No, You and I said not. this. Now it's all sensationalism and it's all ratings. So so if they can get a person, a tycoon who's hated anyway, so let's let's put a little bit more of the salt in the wound, shall we? The, the man is hated anyway, regardless. He's hated. So right. let's put a little bit more salt and let the media jump on top of him like a cheap suit. Well, he's either he's, hated or really loved, depending on who you speak to. Yeah, well, I mean, fellow Republicans are going to love him because yeah. fellow Republicans will. But I'm saying he should be treated like anybody else. Same thing as a Democrat and same thing as anybody else. They have to be treated in the public's eye and the media's eye equally, and that's the way it should be. Obviously, that's not the case because you, you and I have discussed this many a times. And obviously, there's a big flaw in the coverage of, of events that should have been covered equally and properly. Getting back to the situation in Texas, yeah, um, it's like, like I said, it, it's like what happened in Quebec that there's two, I think, two or three main uh, power grids that cover most of the United States. Now, it, when we had this big, when the Northeast had this power, uh, big power outage going back in the late 80s, early 90s, that's exactly what happened there, that the other power grids failed, but Hydro-Quebec thankfully didn't. So mo- so. 99.99% if not 100% of the people in Montreal and Quebec were spared while most of the other places were knocked out of power for God knows how long. It could have been hours, days, I don't know, maybe some as much as a few days. Now, I remember the ice storm. The ice storm played havoc to so many things, including this place that you and I used to work at CJD, knocked out the transmitter. Right. It was it was an unprecedented weather-related event. Now, obviously... Uh, you could see that because Texas is just not, look, I mean, look, I remember when Toronto got hit with a snowstorm, they had to call in the freaking army. It's true. No, so it was, not that long it, ago, it was, maybe a decade ago. Yeah. So they had yeah. to call in, And so they were made fun of and whatever the case is. But here's a state that's not used to having snow. They have palm trees and they have their uh, okay, Galveston's on the Gulf of Mexico. But, but obviously that's also this irrelevant is a, to the fact that renewable energy, the renewable energy part of their grid failed. Yeah. It wasn't. And, it wasn't. It wasn't designed properly to yeah. for for inclemental weather. Now this might have been a freak storm. It could only happen once uh, every hundred years in Texas that they get this kind of snow. Um, Who knows? This could happen a little bit more often. Climate change. But again. but 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 you know when you build these systems, you're supposed to build them to withstand whatever gets thrown at them. Yeah. And so I uh, guess I guess when they, I guess when they built them, Howie, yeah. at that time I don't know how many years ago they never thought that they were going to get this kind of weather. Right. 
And the thing is, I guess uh, this is really going to teach them that they're really going to have to beef up their grid. And plus they have to get their backup, uh, their backup stuff back, backed up, backed up, backed up, like two or three or four or 10 different backups. So if one fails, another one could still do it. But yeah, you need redundant systems fails. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to keep doing this. And this is really going to, it always takes a situation whereby. Well, you know, nobody gets an alarm system until they get robbed, right? Exactly. There you go. You just, you just, you just answered my, so that's exactly what happens. That's how people learn. And it's a hell of a way to learn, yeah. but you know, and yes, I'm for renewable energy, but obviously this was a major failure a, of, of epic proportions. And also I think um, we also have to be taught a lesson too, but we're, we don't have to worry about it, but Texas does. And the rest of North America, that's part of those three big, huge power grids that we can't put all major cities on three power grids. You can't. You're, you're talking millions of people, three quarters of the population of the United States of America. And then you got Texas that their own power grid failed and the windmills and the uh, solar energy thing, they failed. So obviously they're going to have to take a big hard look. And if they're going to sell people on renewable energy, uh, you know, what do you think? What the, what do you think is going to be one of the first questions they're going to ask? Well, look, look what happened, you know, in the month of February when you had a massive power failure. Right. And your renewal, you know, so they obviously going to have to really beef up everything. They're going to have to put, uh, the, I, I don't know what, I'm not an engineer. Um, I don't, I don't pretend to play one on the radio, but they're obviously going to have to do something that if something like this happens again, and it's a, a you know, distinct possibility, especially with a possibility climate change that you're going to have to be prepared for this, for this next uh, wave, uh, another storm or something, because you never know. You're listening to the Howie Silberger show right here on the true talk radio network. Feel free to call in one 669 1292 I'm Howie Silberger. He is Sheldon Eric Freed. He, um, and we are, we're talking about a whole lot of stuff, but uh, feel free to call in, join the conversation. one 669 1292 uh, Sheldon, we have um, we have a problem in Canada with getting vaccines. Our government failed in uh, mm -hmm. in their ordering process, and they ordered the vaccines for too late of a date. I mean, they ordered enough vaccines, but they just ordered delivery dates way too late. Um, and we see that the rest of the world, I mean, Israel has almost 80% of their population that's vaccinated already. Uh, the United States is doing about a million and a half vaccines a day, and we haven't even done a million of vaccines in all of Canada in, in, in three months. Um mm -hmm. I'm I'm wondering. Do you think that uh, that that the majority of the Canadian population will be vaccinated by the summertime? Because uh, until we're vaccinated, they're not going to let up on all these uh, all these restrictions, all these COVID laws aren't going to ease up until until the vast majority of Canadians are vaccinated. Uh, do you think we're going to see vaccinations by summertime, or do you think we're going to have to wait till September, October, maybe November, December of next year until we see stuff? I think we're. I think again, my own opinion. Hope I'm wrong, but I think it's going to be till the fall, uh, to the to the early to late fall. I think uh, I would have to say probably by the end of the year, and that depends on a lot of things. First of all, when we're getting the vaccines now, because I know they they've been ramping up, and uh, there's been a tremendous increase now by what I'm hearing. And I think the thing is, too, when you're dealing with a little player like Canada, exposing to the United States, which, again, can manufacture their own vaccines in their own country. Again, it's, it's always a question when a small country 
like Canada, has to depend on other countries to provide vaccines. But why? Why do we have well, to depend on other countries? We have right here in Montreal, there is a factory on Royal Mount Avenue in Montreal that said that they were ready to spew out, they were, they were, they were equipped and ready to spew out as many vaccines as the government wanted. And the government did the not... And the government did not give them the contract. So, I mean, well, you, have, well, you have pharmaceutical companies in Montreal that are capable, and I'm sure there are some in Toronto that are capable of, uh, of, of producing the vaccines locally, and, um, and they're not because the government doesn't want to give them the contracts. Uh, do you think we're wasting the opportunity and squandering our own resources and, and putting our own population at risk uh, rather than using the resources we have in our country and, and, and getting this vaccine out as quickly as possible? Well, I've always, I've always said, I mean, if we have the pharmaceutical capabilities, I mean, I would love if they would be able to get the green light by the government and be able to churn out the vaccines. Because to me, we have to be more independent in a lot of things. I mean, look at the, even the personal protective equipment, where at one point we were getting it from other countries, including China. Well, we sent it we, all to China at the beginning of COVID, remember? Yeah, yeah, and now, well, now we're we're they're they're manufacturing and they're getting the PPE stuff to the frontline workers, which they definitely need, and they should also give it to, you know, the teachers as well. Anybody that co comes in constant constant contact with the public or students or whatever, and I've always believed in that. Right. But of course, they should have gotten the. Um, I mean, I don't know what the the government was thinking, um, and even locally in Montreal, there was a. a there was uh, people that were putting together uh, a possible oral medication, right, uh, for this. And um, I, they, did, as far as I know, right now at the time of this broadcast, they have not received any of the go-ahead from the federal government. Although Trudeau said that they've, they have received their application. So again, if they receive the application, what's taking them so long? Why didn't they even say, are they in front of Health Canada? Is it being looked at? Is it being researched is the data being fed to health canada so the question is sheldon does the government really care about the population this current government or are they just there for themselves and that's the big question because well, the politicians because the politicians will be the first ones to get the vaccine for sure of course of course and then the rest of the population is going to have to wait till december january to get a vaccine so well, is that really believed... is that really what the canadian government feels and uh, feels for their for their population if that's the case, why are they still the government? And, well, exactly. And I would say that way to, to anybody. And I would say, you know, the, the politicians are only interested in the politicians. Um, I've always said the, that's why I, that's why the politics just really leaves me a bad taste in my mouth. Because when, when it comes down to it, uh, just about every government has lacked transparency to the point that when you and I really wanted to find out the hard uh, answers and, and, and ask the hard questions that journalists and responsible media outlets are supposed to do, how much is the government really hiding? I mean, That's this is question. what I... It's an excellent question. A, now, here's a perfect example of what you said, and you put it so eloquently. When you were saying that we have so many, like, big pharmaceutical companies on, uh, on Marcel Laurent Boulevard, there's a huge, uh, there's a huge pharmaceutical company there. There's, there's, there's big, big pharma in this province, in this area, and they would have the manufacturing capabilities, or, or even if they were able to retool it, they would be able to have things in place, procedures in place to be able to manufacture these vaccines. 
again, it comes to the same question again. Why do we always have to depend on every other country? Why can't we do it ourselves? Can't, uh, I mean, you get Israel, that's a quarter of the population of Canada. What's the population of Israel? About 8, eight 10 million people? Yeah, maybe um, under 10 for sure. Okay, so you got a country, like you said, they've already vaccinated over 80% of their population. Yeah, they're already vaccinating children there. They've, yeah. They've done most of the adults. They're, they're not, they're so, not so probably children. by the summer or late spring, just about everybody that wants the vaccine is going to have it. Right. So they're smaller than Canada. So my question again goes, I mean, yes, how, I'm very I'm very happy for the people of Israel that 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 How many that people live in Canada? What, 40 million people in Canada? Uh, a little less, I think about 30. But but even that, like we're still bigger than Israel. Yeah. And I mean, okay, we're not like the United States, which is what, three, four hundred million people. But think about it. The United States is vaccinating a million people, a million and a half people a day in one month. In one month, we had that that many vaccines in one month. We could vaccinate the entire country. Yeah, exactly. So the thing was, and then there was when there was the big uh, uh, rollout. And then all of a sudden, Pfizer decided to to, uh, retool their production facilities. And we started getting all this. And just when people were getting and then. They were saying, okay, we're going to get the first shot, then the second shot in three weeks. At least there was one bit of encouraging news that came out of Israel that they said that the first shot in Pfizer is over 80% effective. Right. So what I'm thinking is going to happen, and again, it's just my opinion, that I think whatever the rollout is happening now, um, regardless of like how many vaccines are coming into this country every day, every week, I think what they're going to do, and I think a lot of the provinces are going to do, instead of giving the second shot for people who had the first, they're going to they're going to try to give every they're going to try to inoc- inoculate as many people as they can on the first shot. So to try to to try to wrap up of the slowdown, so maybe that way the government will find an excuse to say, well, most of the people are now getting inoculated, but they're not saying that they're getting the second shot; it's only the first shot. Right. So the thing is, if the first shot is if, and again, it's all ifs. It's all ifs, so we could we could question till the cows come home. And it's always all ifs. Yeah, yeah, it's always all ifs. So, yeah. so my thing is, if we get the first shot, is that going to be enough that we may not need the second shot? Will it be enough against the variant? Will it be enough against this co- the 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 uh, the um, original strain of the COVID virus? Look, the truth of the matter is, Shelton, that we can't be. We can't be living and hiding for the rest of our lives. No, we have and, to get back we to can't normal. Keep the, yeah. We can't keep the society locked down the way they've been locked down. And we no. can't keep the economy closed the way it's been closed. If we want an economy at all, if we want a country at all, we have to start reopening stuff and letting people get back to work and back to business. I'll give you a perfect example. Here's a perfect example I can give you. It may yeah. sound like very naive. I took a walk yesterday. It was a beautiful day yesterday, mild day yesterday in my area. Go outside. It's like minus three. Okay, for us it's mild. Okay, for people that are listening, very outside. very mild. Minus yeah, three. Yeah, minus three. It's like maybe uh, only you know, three degrees uh, under freezing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I went out yesterday. Beautiful mild day. Hardly a wind chill or whatever. Yeah. And I see people walking, and they're in fantastic moods. Like I could see people happy. I see people talking on the. I hear people talking on the phone. They're happy. Right. And it's like usually a walk. People wouldn't think twice about it. Would would be like second nature of us. You know, we go here, we go there, whatever. We walk to the metro, walk to the bus, walk to our cars, whatever the case is. We wouldn't think anything, you know? Yeah. And, but people are now, because it was a mild day yesterday, people were happy. And then when we get, it's cold, people people stay in because they're scared to go out. Plus, 
we have the curfew locally. So the thing is, what do you mean luckily? What do you mean luckily? I'm saying that I'm saying that uh, sarcastically. Oh, okay, luckily. good, good. Luckily, yeah, yeah. yeah. luckily. Yeah, I feel yeah. so. so luckily, I feel so privileged to be in a quarantine, to yeah. be in a to be in a lockdown and under house arrest. Yeah, that 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 so, that's such such privilege to be under house like arrest. Even, like even Ontario, who now has the double cases than Quebec does, they don't. They've never had the. Uh, they never had the uh, the curfew. No, because they don't believe in arresting people for no reason, right? I didn't commit any crime. I don't have to be arrested. I'm yeah, a responsible I mean, adult, a responsible human being. And being a responsible human being means that, uh, that I am responsible for my own health. So yeah. if you tell me that it's dangerous for me to go and hang out with Sheldon Eric Fried in his house, and it's dangerous for me and Sheldon to go out for lunch together, I will listen to you because I am not the expert. You are the expert. Right? Mm-hmm. Doctors are the experts. And if doctors tell me... That in order to ensure that you are healthy, don't go hang out with Sheldon Eric Freed. Don't go out to dinner with Sheldon Eric Freed. Stay away from Sheldon as much as possible until both of you get vaccinated and, uh, and have antibodies to fight the disease. I will stay away from Sheldon. I haven't seen Sheldon in over a year, like face-to-face. We see, mm-hmm. each, other, uh, we see each other connecting like this. Uh, we were on the air together, but we haven't met face-to-face. We used, to, we used to meet all the time. We used to go out all the time. But we don't yep. meet face-to-face anymore because... We are responsible human beings. I mean, here's the thing too. I haven't seen my mother. <coughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen my mother since September. I haven't seen my kids since last August. Right. And my kids live within about ten minute drive from here. But what I'm saying is, we're responsible human beings. I don't need the government yeah. coming to me and telling me, "Hey, buddy, I know you're a responsible human being. You're an adult. You're forty. You're sixty odd years old. You are. Uh, you're forty odd years old. I am. See what I did there? And." Uh, uh. I heard, I saw. And I, I don't need the government coming and saying, you are, you're old enough, you're old enough to be, you're old enough to, uh, to take care of yourself, you're old enough to vote, you're old enough to go to war, you're old enough to go and kill people. But uh, I have to tell you, you have to go to bed at 8 o'clock at night because, because you know, you, I can't trust you to be out on the street at 8 o'clock at night. Well, Come well, on. Thankfully, again, I'm saying this sarcastically, they're, yeah. they're not having a policeman that's in your apartment or in your place but telling you to go to next, bed at 8 o'clock and watch your... the next Oof. step, Sheldon. That's the next step. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, like, I mean, here's the thing. We, we have to also look at a couple of things, too. Yeah. And I'm not, and I was never for the curfew, so yeah, I want to reiterate. I want to, I want to make it real clear. You like the people, curfew? You're antisocial to start. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, but like, here's the thing: yeah. like, we locally our cases have been going down, but in the same time as I'm saying that, we're now going to be heading into the March break, which, uh, when we called last year, that's when things started on the March break. That there was uh, because Quebec has the. Uh, earlier March break compared to the other provinces across the country. So that's why Quebec got it first, because people were coming in from the Caribbean unknown to them that they might have uh, carried the virus. How about now that we know it's a year later, we've been all suffering through this for a year already. Mm -hmm. A year later, everybody's quite aware that this disease exists and how it spreads. I mean, we're all pretty much aware on what we have to do in order to... uh, to, to stop this disease and to, to, to at least curb the, uh, the spread of it. Um, how about we, we allow people to be responsible? We say, I trust our population to be responsible. Now, we know that there is a segment of the population that won't be responsible, and that segment of the population should be fined the hell out of, you know, put Absolutely. them... Absolutely. 
put give them get the tremendous fines, put them in these quarantine hotels or wherever the heck you want to put them, right? Punish them greatly for breaking the COVID rules. Yeah. But the rest of us should be able to live our free lives. Look, if we're responsible, we're, we're social distancing, we're washing our hands, we're wearing our masks, we're doing everything the way we're supposed to be doing it. Why are we being punished? Why are we under house arrest? Because there's 5% of the population that's not listening, or 10% of the population. The 10% of the population that's not listening, like every other crime, should be treated like the criminals they are. Well, yeah, that's what I've always said. And the thing is, we have to also... Besides being responsible, we have to take, we have to, if, if we break the law, we have to be, we have to take responsibility for the breakage, for the breaking of the law. Right. And the thing is that, like you said, there are a fair amount of people that have had these, uh, you know, unmasked parties and being in, in thousands of people or whatever the case is. And obviously that is wrong. And obviously they're not helping the situation. And I think it's always the case of people get punished for inactions of a few. It's like when I was a kid in school. We have 20 million people living in Quebec. 15, 18 million, 20 people, 20 million people living yeah. in Quebec. Yeah. Right? So 20 million people are under house arrest. Yep. Because maybe 7,000 people are 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 are. are, are are breaking the rules, right? But Howie, Howie so, that was always the case. It's never right of why you and I should be punished because you and I have obeyed the law to the fullest and we were we do not go out past 8 o'clock and we wash our hands, wear our masks, whatever. It's always the case. I obviously do not agree with it, but it's always the case that when that because of an actions of a few, we all have to be punished. Is that right? Of course it's not right. It's never right. Like, you know, so it's the same thing. Well, some people were saying, well, I'm getting punished anyway. I might as well just commit the uh, commit the crime and, you know, I don't care type of thing. You know, that's but what no, my, uh, because... my grade seven students say that to me all the time. Yeah. They're saying, well, and the thing is, if you're going to punish me, then I might as well just do something to be punished for. Right. Yeah. But again, but that's a 12 year old. St- I'm not 12 years old, Sheldon. Yeah, I know you're not 12 years old. I'm not 12 years old. But the thing is, that's what people think. And the thing is, it's like, it's not right. And the thing is, the people that are obeying the laws shouldn't be punished. But we are. And we're, and we're taking it. And we're taking it and we're accepting it. And that, that's really what bothers me more than anything else, is that there's been no massive movement to, to fight against this, yeah. uh, to, to argue against this. And the only movement that has been around to argue against this are the whack jobs who say that, you know, that all the social distancing and all the measures that were taken our infringement on our rights. That's not the way to argue this. Mm-hmm. The way to argue this is we should be punishing the guilty. We should not be punishing the innocent. Simple yeah. as that. We should be quarantining the people who are most at risk of getting sick and everybody else should be allowed to continue their daily lives with, with, with whatever, um, whatever COVID measures you want to put into place. You want me to wear a mask? I'll wear a mask. But let me go to work. You want to... Uh, you want you want me to uh, you want me to wear a mask? You want me to stay away from other people, six feet away, eight feet away, whatever? I'll do it. Let me go shopping. Let me buy what I want to buy. Let me live my life. Let me go to the ski hill. Let me go to a restaurant. If they could yeah. set it up that I could be six feet away from somebody else, what's the difference if I'm six feet away from somebody at a restaurant or I'm six feet away from a student at the school? How does that change anything? And why are yeah. teachers so special that we could be standing in front of five hundred students a day? And that's okay. But I can't go into a store with more than three people. 
It is so ridiculous. The, you know, if, if, if any of these rules made sense, maybe I'd be more inclined to, to think that, they, they, that it was some logic behind it. But they seem just, just seem to be a hashtag, you know, fly by the seat of our pants. We're sending out rules by the seat of our pants rather than thinking them out because, I mean, we can and people are going to listen to us. And that's what bothers me more than anything else in this whole thing, Sheldon. Yeah, and the thing is, why are, and it seems like all other provinces, all other states were doing the same thing. Yeah, everyone's well, flying by the seat of their How come they never got the curfew? Why did we get a curfew? Because that's what our government decided to do to us. You know, because like, they did it. Why, in, because they did it in Belgium or they did it in France, and that's that's you know that's where they're taking their their lead from. Yeah, but the thing is, it, it, the, for do you uh, do you think that there's going to be a spike after the March break, or you think it's going to go down? So do you me, think there was any you, positive? Let me ask you this, Sheldon. Let me ask uh-huh. you this. Last year, around this time of year, the government shut everything down for what two months? A month yeah. and a half, two months, two and a half months, somewhere mm-hmm. in that area, eight weeks, nine weeks, everything was shut down. Well, you they shut the schools for the for the uh, duration for of the year. Like, yeah, yeah, for the duration of the year. Yeah, but they shut down businesses. Everyone was sitting at home for months and mm-hmm. months and months. Right. Mm-hmm. We weren't interacting. Everybody was ordering their groceries by uh, by by telephone or by internet. We were not interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Did COVID disappear? Did COVID vanish? Nobody was going to work. Nobody was going to the movies. Nobody was going to shopping malls. Nobody was going to, uh, to, to play soccer or play baseball or play anything. Nobody was hanging out in each other's homes. Everybody was sitting at home and, uh, and, and, and quarantining at home. Um, and, you know, in a forced lockdown. And COVID still maintained itself. COVID never went away. So does that not prove that quarantines may not work? Because if you take a look around the world, the entire world shut down the same week, the same months we shut down. The entire mm-hmm. world shut down. And then when it reopened, COVID was still there and came back with a vengeance. So I'm wondering, and, and this, you know, this, just open head wondering, right? Because I do that. Um, does this not prove to a certain extent that lockdowns don't work? That this this uh, this separation of humans don't work. I mean, maybe the separation works, but the lockdowns don't work because well, COVID, I don't, I COVID don't was agree that there. the lockdowns worked. Yeah, especially especially the curfew. I never agreed that that worked because COVID's still there. It's not yeah. like it went away. Theoretically speaking, after being locked down for three months, everybody in their home for three months, the only people out on the streets were the grocery store workers and doctors. Those are the only people traveling around people uh, delivering food or, uh, or, or taking care of people who are sick. And yet COVID still maintains itself. We still have 700, 800, 900,000 cases a day. So that means that the lockdown didn't work. The COVID should have disappeared. You know, this whole thing scared so many people to the point that when I went to that park to have that thing for my TV, yeah. I, took, I took the bus in the Metro Dome. First right. time I was in a bus since last March. And I never saw a bus, practically six people in an entire bus. Hmm. The bus driver was in this plastic cubicle and everybody was equidistant apart. Yes, the people on the bus were wearing masks. Right. I went on the metro from the, uh, from the, I got on the metro station not far from where I live. I had the car to myself to Lionel Group. 
Wow. I was alone in a metro cart in the in the day. In the day, hmm. I had the car, and even when I even when a couple of people got on Lionel Grew, there was four people, count them four, in a metro car in the entire metro car in my in my car. Wow! And where where I was, four people in the metro. When I came back, the same thing. It's like it was a ghost town. The metro stations was a ghost town. The bus was a go. The bus stop. Everything was a ghost town. It scared. I mean, let's face it. The public transportation locally, they're down eighty between eighty to ninety percent. Makes sense. I think now. I think now it's a little less because now some more companies opened up, so now some more people are going. But when I went, no, there was still ninety to ninety-five percent of the companies were shut down. Well, look, the government has been uh, scaring people for over a year. The media yeah. has been scaring people for over a year, and people believe it. You know, I I, I saw people. Uh, I spoke to people, people I know. Chilton, do you wear a double mask? Are you wearing a double mask when you go out? No. No. Okay, so no. I saw people wearing double masks months ago before it became fashionable. I saw people wearing double masks. And I asked him, even before Fauci came out with this stupidity that double masks are safer than single masks, I don't know. Um, so I asked him, why are you wearing a double mask? For my mental health, I feel healthier this way. What do you mean you feel healthier mental this way? Mental health? For my mental health, I'm wearing a double mask. And I'm like, what? It doesn't even make sense. It's not even logical. And yet people are doing things that aren't logical because they're scared. And if anything yeah. seems like a, it's like the placebo effect. Yeah. It feels like I'm doing something, therefore I'm doing something. Yeah. So I put on a double mask. Double masks have to be safer than single masks. I mean, it's a double mask, right? Even though all the science points to even a single mask doesn't do much, a double mask definitely doesn't do much because it's the same pores that, you know, I mean, it's, it's the same mask. I mean, I, mean, I go outside, I put the mask, uh, mask underneath, and I put the scarf over it and everything, like to protect right. my neck and whatever. But I don't wear a secondary mask, no. Yeah, I don't either, and uh, I don't see any reason to. But yeah. uh, the CDC is now recommending double masks. And so you're, you have to wonder, you know, uh, after they finish recommending double masks, they're going to recommend triple masks, five masks at a time. Maybe maybe we should wear a bubble over our heads. Great. Great for business, isn't it? Oh, amazing. There, there's your capitalism right there. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe, maybe next they'll be uh, recommending hazmat suits with, with oxygen tanks. We can walk around Who in knows? suits, you know, with those big hoods on and the big orange suits. Did you and I in our lifetime ever imagine there would ever be a curfew in this area? No. I, I, so I who, who knows what the hazmat suits look, and look. oxygen tanks? Who knows? Last uh, last time I had a curfew, I was 15 years old, right? <laughs> yes. You know, I, I, you know I, the curfew does I, the curfew is not even clear what you're allowed and not allowed to do. So, you know, I live in a house. If I have to take out the garbage, let's say tonight's garbage night, and uh, I'm on the air till what, 8, 39 o'clock? And then I have to take the garbage out. Am I allowed going out to take the garbage out after 8 o'clock? Right? So, that, you know, that's one of the questions. Or is COVID waiting on the corner to come and attack me the second I walk out of my door? I, I I'm suppose not you sure. take a look out the window and see if there's any police. Uh, police, And then you can... Then, okay, coast is clear. Garbage out. Race back in the house. <laughs> Do I have to run? Do I have to jog with my garbage? In order to take yeah, garbage exactly. Out? Yeah, or put the roller skates on. That's right. That's, or do I, do I need a catapult? To, to, to kind of launch it from my house <laughs> to the curb so that uh, so the garbage man can pick it up. Because to take it out in the morning means I have to get up at like 5 in the morning because they come at 6. So, I mean, so so do I have to launch it by catapult? Could I 
Could I walk it to the corner? I'm not sure how that works, Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Are you are you aware of what the protocol is? Because I'm I'm not sure how that works. Well, thankfully, I live in an apartment building that I could just toss it down the chute. So, <laughs> so I, I don't have to worry. So I could yes, just go outside my apartment building. But yes, I put on the I put on my mask as soon as I get out of my apartment, and I go down. I throw the which is on the same floor as where I live. The recycling, the garbage, down the chute. Done. <laughs> don't have I, to I don't worry have to about worry, it. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. This is the Howie Silberger Show. I'm Howie Silberger. He's Sheldon Eric Freed, and we are live, which means you could call in. Once again, numbers one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Support independent radio in Montreal. Please, uh, please support independent radio in Montreal. Go to GoFundMe.com uh, and 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 support. Independent Radio of Montreal. I mean, just look up Support Independent Radio of Montreal. And there we are. Um, <laughs> it, it, unfortunately, the GoFundMe uh, link is very long to read. So, um, Aren't uh, they always these links? It, it's like crazy. So it's GoFundMe.com slash F slash help dash fund dash independent dash radio dash in dash Montreal. So they can't make anything easy these days, right? So everything Never. has to be so complicated. <laughs> so anyway, uh, just click on just click on the link. It'll bring you there. That's right. Click on the link. It'll bring you there. Support Independent Radio Montreal. Give a donation, and let's help launch a Montreal English radio station that's going to um, that's going to give the power to the uh, to to the talent. That's going to be. This is what the community needs, though. This is independent radio, which hasn't been done in such a long time. Next to radio, next to your radio show. Because you were the first one. When did you say True Talk got on the internet? It was one of the oldest. 2004. Yeah. So, I mean, look, you were able to launch it, a successful launch. Still doing it now in 2021, 17 years later. Yeah, we're still here. So we're still here. So you you could be here. You could be among us. Uh, I'm, look, I'm blessed with a musical show now on this platform. Other people could have... A, Dino eventually is going to come on to our radio station. Yeah, well, Dino Mazzoni, he's going to be doing a uh, he's going to be doing a show, an interview show. Called it's, Sidebar. It's going to be it's going to be exciting. It's called Sidebar. Uh, it's going to air here on the station. I'm not sure what days and what time. We're going to get to that a little later, probably in the next couple of weeks. We'll we'll, we'll lock down a date and a time for it and a launch date for it. But um, it's it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Yeah. He's an intelligent, wonderful, warm guy that makes everybody, uh, treats everybody fairly and like a human being and a wonderful, wonderful person and a dear friend to both of us. And I wish him all the best. You know, if you're listening, I wish you all the best once you launch. And uh, yeah, and, so, and you know, he's excited about doing this. He already has some pretty good guests lined up. I'm not allowed to share with you who he has in mind. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, but you know the the names I'm hearing and the guests I'm hearing is means to me tells me that you might you will want to listen to this show. In other words, you will not be disappointed. Tune Absolutely in not gets, going to be disappointed. Yeah. We'll keep you updated as the uh, as time progresses and as uh, as we get close to the launch date. We'll let you know. Dino will be on the show with us and we'll we'll talk to him about it and uh, we'll let you know as that happens. So you know, That's stay cool. tuned and we'll 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 keep you posted. Sheldon Eric Freed is, is here with me. What'd you say? I thought you said we're, I thought you were going to say we're out of time. No. 
Yeah, because I, I know when you always say Sheldon Eric Free, we're out of time. No, we're not out of time. Okay. All right. So we have time. Okay. Do you want us to be out of time? Never. never Would you never, like never. this show to expire I right love, now? I lo- no, I love this show. I, I don't think we should expire right now. I've been on it since when? Going almost eight years already on the show. <laughs> oh my so. gosh, it's been eight years already. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I'm going to just tell people Time also really uh, from my standpoint, and and I, I for people that are let's say new uh, new to let's say my Inside the Vault show, that you've asked me for the past I don't know how many years to ask me to come on to do a music show, and I've been with you like I said eight years. Uh, first at Radio Shalom, now on now online, and we were doing also. Hopefully, we'll do it this summer, God willing, please, uh, to cover the Just for Laughs uh, show. And so I've been involved in like eight years. And I basically, when I did the music show, I basically said I'm I'm coming back home again. Yeah, well, you've you've always been welcome here, and uh, I've always had a slot for you. Thank you. And um, I can't believe it's been eight years already. Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I was in October of 2013. So yeah, in the, by the fall of this year, October will be eight years. So it's going on my eighth year now at True Talk. I started the Howie Silberger show in 2001. Wow. So that's when I started the Howie Silberger show, just after 9-11 in, two, in 2001. Oh, after 9-11? Um, okay. Yeah. Just, just after 9-11, I was interviewing... Um, Counterterrorism experts. We're talking about terrorism in North America, and mm-hmm. um, the show was an hour, and it ran it ran twice, three times a week. I mean, I had been doing radio before that, but the this format of the Howie Silberger show, where I talk to people and I interview people and we talk about news and whatever else, that started in about two thousand and one. That started mm-hmm. just in September two thousand and one, uh, and I could say that I've been on the air. Uh, almost nearly every week. I mean, there have been a few weeks that I've missed over the over the course of uh, what nineteen years. Also, well, also years. because of the Jewish holidays. And there, there's been too, there's so. been a few weeks I've missed, but I say we've been on the air pretty much, pretty much almost almost, you know. Uh, I remember, I remember about seven years ago, but seven just no. How long have you been on? Seven years? Uh, eight I'm years? going on my eighth year now. I'm so like maybe a, it was a, nine a... years ago we, we celebrated our 3,000th episode. Oh, wow. About nine years ago. And then I stopped counting after that, so I have no idea how many we've done since then. But uh, nine years ago, we were at 3,000. And as Maxwell Smart Don Adams would put it, and loving it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so so we, we've done a lot, a lot of shows. We've interviewed a lot, a lot of people, especially high, a lot of high-profile people, and uh, we've been on, we've been on AM radio, we've been on the internet, we've been on, we, we, we've been, we've been, we've been bounced around from platform to platform. Uh, most recently, we're on YouTube and Facebook and uh, TrueTalkRadio.com, the live stream and the podcast. So you could don't, you could get the podcast if you miss any part of the show. You can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting service. Or you could just tell Alexa or Google Home, "Hey, play the Howie Silberger show," and they'll, they'll play it for you, just like that. And and also download the app free of charge either and, on on yeah. Google Play or on the App Store. Yeah, the True Talk Radio app. It's it's available on Google Play or on the App Store. Yeah, but so uh, take us along wherever you go. But what I thought was really cool is you could just say, uh, "Hey, Google, play the Howie Silberger show," and it does. 
and my phone just started playing it. <laughs> I didn't say it online because I know what's going to happen. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> I, I, look, it did happen one time when we when we were on the air with you, me, and Mark David, and it was repeating everything we were saying on the radio. And I was like, I kept hearing you were saying something, I was saying something, and I hear something three seconds later. I was saying, for, uh, what are you putting us on a delay? <laughs> Did it stop? Tell it to stop. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I just stopped it. Um, but but it started playing the Howie Soberger show, so I know the Google Play works. When I say, when I say that term that turns on the Google phone and say, play the Howie Soberger show, it does. And I know when you say, hey, Alexa, play the Howie Silberger show, the Howie Silberger show starts. Don't say G, okay? No, I'm not, I'm not going to say it again. Because okay, don't say the G word. My <laughs> sometimes my sometimes f- people say, don't say the F word, don't say the S word, but don't say the G word. And I, don't say the, yeah, the S word is the uh, well, Apple least, equivalent. At least I know it works, okay? Yeah, it works. It works <laughs> it <all works>. right. <laughs> so if you have one of those smart uh, smart home devices that uh, that plays stuff for you, uh, it's not hard to find the Howie Silberger show. Uh, it's also not hard to find uh, True Talk Radio. Just tell it to play True Talk Radio. But be careful because um, sometimes it'll play True Talk Portland, which apparently is some talk radio station in Portland. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you got to be careful which one you're listening to. Okay. But, do we, <laughs> but don't say the G word when we're on the air doing this. I'm telling you, it, 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 the phone came on. I mean, you know. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> well, this is adding to the strange week you already have. <laughs> I'm telling you, the week never ends. The strangeness never ends. You know, it always I, happens near the end of the show, huh? You know, I find I find very disconcerting actually the um, the fact that any now right now, and people are gonna say you're a crybaby, but uh, you know, say what you want. I find it very disconcerting that um, uh, for the last little while, let's say the last year or two or three or four. Um, Sheldon's looking at me already. Like, what are you saying? Uh, I'm waiting. <laughs> the last few years, anytime I post anything on Facebook or on on, uh, well, I don't do use Twitter anymore. But anytime I post anything on Facebook, I, I get con- I get immediately attacked by by left wing people, and I, I find it very uh, very disconcerting because you can't have a regular political conversation anymore. It, it's now I, uh, they they I come after you Facebook to destroy. Is really, yeah, they I come find after that's you to destroy you. It's, yeah. it's not that they come to, to argue the point and to say you're wrong and I disagree with you and this is the reasons I disagree with you or take a look at this fact or take a look at that fact. They, they, their, their intention is not to, not, to, not to engage you in conversation. And maybe it's personal attacks. It, it's attack, attack, attack and kill, kill, kill. And that's all they're after is, is just to kill. And, yeah. and, and I find it very, 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 very upsetting. Not because I care very much about what people on Facebook think about me. I really don't. And not because I care much about what anyone, what anyone thinks of me. I never did. But, um, but, but I find it disconcerting because I used to like having you know, general political conversations. I used to enjoy them. And you can't have a good political no. conversation anymore. I can't anymore. And actually, um, I, I started straying away, but there were a few things that really got my goat in the past couple of weeks. But for the most part, people agreed with me. But at the same time, I, I don't even want to do it anymore because I just, I remembered, I, I think I told you about it a couple of months ago. I was really attacked personally. Yeah. And I didn't care either what people thought about me. But I said, you know what? 
I always said, if people want to disagree with me, it's the same thing like you would say, if people want to disagree with you, fine. But do it in a respectful way. But if you right away go for character assassination or personal attacks already, that's over the line. Maybe your character, the way you're upbringing, your family, your spouse, whatever the case is, that's really hitting below the belt. And that has and that has nothing to do with the point at hand. So, like, you know, I would say to people, if you want to disagree with me, I have no issue with that. Everybody, we live in a democracy that people could debate respectfully and with dignity. And the fact is, you listen to me, I listen to you. That's the way it should be. But it's like, it's like even with politics and everything else, that's what leaves me with a bad taste in my stomach. Instead of debating and then shaking, like, look, you and I have had many debates, but you and I have always respected each other. Yeah, we, and, we don't and, agree politically at all. But. And, and, but, but, but we respect each other. Yeah. And the thing people, like let's say on Facebook or whatever, a lot of these social media media things, it's like, never mind, they, they disagree with what you're saying, regardless if they think they're right or, or whatever the case is. They think that they're right and, they, and they, they feel that you're out to lunch. But the way they do it, the way they disagree with you, it's not like, well, you know, this is why I'm saying what I'm saying because of this, this, this and that. And like I always said, you know, I don't, I'm not always saying I'm right. I, I'm, you know, obviously not. You don't, you don't always believe you're right. But the thing is, we, the thing is with the debate too, is you get to learn certain things that maybe might've passed over your head. Maybe you didn't think about, I mean, we're, we're human beings. Right. So sometimes you'll say something and I'll say, you have a point. You, you have a really good point. And I, and I respect you for that point because knowledge is always, knowledge is something that people have a thirst that you and I have a thirst it's about learning and this is one thing about we're blessed in this business that we learn from each other we learn from other people that are our guests or people that call in that's what it's all about it's all about learning and education and being more in tune of of what's going on you and i don't have all the answers and people all don't, have half, don't have all the Sheldon answers and i don't even have half the answers yeah but the thing is the, the thing is about shows like this and podcast radio and this is going to be good for independent radio here in Montreal or is the fact is that you learn that you establish your passion and talents and people learn and it's all about a big forum of discussion and that's what it's all about respectful dialogue and that's what this that's what this but whole thing should be about any, rather than insulting it doesn't exist anymore Sheldon that's the problem and I think you know with independent radio we'll bring it back because I'm again so. it's not, uh, that's, that's the plan it, I'm it's really... not like you're a corporate leader on the ivory towers telling you take this side or you take that side or you know uh, Joel or John Smith take this side and Jane Doe take that side. It's about your thoughts, my thoughts, this person's thought, that person's thought. What's really on your mind and what you're thinking? That's what it's all about. Because I'm really getting tired of constantly being attacked uh, for every minutia, every syllable that I that I uh, that I that I post. So if I post an opinion on something, I'm expressing my opinion. Now, my opinion doesn't really mean much in the overall scheme of anything in the world. Let's be honest. I'm one guy. I have an opinion. Fine, I have three, 4,000, 5,000 uh, followers on Facebook and other media. That's okay, whatever, right? But mm -hmm. it's my opinion. So take it for what it is. It's an mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to give you facts. I'm not here to, 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 to deliver news. I never claim to be a news person. I give you opinion. This is my job. This is what I do. 
And so I give you opinion. I express an opinion. Now, you have the right to disagree with that opinion. Everybody does. And you have a right to not respect my opinion. That's fine, too. I mean, it's your prerogative. You don't have to respect everything I do. And frankly, I don't care if you do or don't, right? My, my job is to give the opinion. This is what I do. Uh, but when you come and you attack me, and you attack the messenger but not the message, attack the message all you want. That's fine. You know, you want to rip my opinion apart. That's fine. Go ahead. When you attack the messenger and you insult the messenger and you threaten the messenger and you come after the messenger, that bothers me because, because I mean, I'm entitled to my opinion the same way you're entitled to your opinion. You don't have a monopoly on truth. You don't have a monopoly on opinions. And if you disagree with my opinion, that's fine too. It's legitimate. We could have a disagreement. We could agree to disagree. Nobody ever agrees to disagree anymore, Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Now it's crush him, crush him, crush him. And if you can't crush him, try again and crush him. And this well, I've always, I've always said crazy. to our listeners too, you know, if you think your, your opinion or my opinion is out to lunch, whatever. And, you know, if you want to investigate it further, well, there's always the internet. There's always reliable sources, reliable internet sources, that is, with a capital R. And, you know, and then if you think, you know, you, you've got something, look, we don't know all the facts. We, you know, we we're, again, it's stating of our opinions. So you come on with us and you, we put a dialogue in. And Sheldon, you know I, what? I pay for an open line. I pay for open lines on the show. It costs me money every month to have a one eight seven seven number. So people could call in because I believe that everyone has the right to express their opinion. If you mm-hmm. disagree with me, call in. Let's argue it out. Let's, let's have a conversation. So I open the lines. Respectful dialogue, respectful. I open the lines so that people could feel free to call in. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, whatever. But I pay every month for the line so that everyone has the right to call in, right? Everyone has the opportunity. It's not just you sitting at home or wherever you're sitting and listening to my opinion. You could be part of the conversation. Uh, and and I, I've told people, you know, I'm sure you've heard me say this a million times in these seven years you've been on, on the show, Sheldon. That mm-hmm. never believe a word I say. Look it up. Do your own research. I, I say this all the time. Because I don't think we should ever believe anything anybody says on television, on radio, or anywhere. Don't believe a word they say. Everything has a slant to it. Everything has an angle to it. Everything has an agenda. Everybody. Whether you do it consciously or unconsciously, uh, the, way you, the way you package something and deliver something is delivered with your personal agenda. And I don't care how, how journalistic you are, how unjournalistic you are. That's just the nature of human beings. That's how people, like, that's what the media is now. Like, people, people say it, and, now, uh, and the problem is a lot of people believe it. Believe it's them. It's not gospel. You could say and, something, it's not gospel. Yeah, and then as soon as media says something to the people, it's gospel. They believe it. They're, yeah. they're, they're drawn into it. They're, you know, or if it's a biased media, which is exactly happening right now, they're saying, oh, the Republicans this. Let's, let's smash the Republicans. But the Democrats, no, no, let's treat them with kid gloves. With, yeah. like, with kid gloves. And that's, that's why I always said, like, that's why media, that, that's why once upon a time, media was there to give the facts and then put the facts out there. And for people like you and myself and other people who listen or read or watch the, watch the news on TV, then they make the, the they make up their own opinions, and that's the way it should always. It was like that in the past. Why is it? Why is it now? Because of one thing: ratings, social media. Actually, yep. two things: ratings and social media. Social media has been the um, has been the the killer of uh, of political talk. 
has been the yeah. killer of discussion, has been the killer of uh, friendships. Social media is really an evil. Uh, it's I mean, you heard what evil. Facebook did to Australia? Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible evil. Uh, social media is not a good place to be. I know we're broadcasting on social media now, but uh, that's the only way you could get the word out, right? But social media is really a problem. And um, now the social media companies have admitted, founders of the social media companies have admitted that they were created to be addictive. So you have an addictive thing that was created to be addictive, and that's shaping the minds of everybody. Uh, This is where most people get their news from, social media. They don't look at news sites anymore. They don't listen to the radio. They don't watch television. They read social media. So Twitter is where people get their news from. Facebook is where people get their news from. And the stuff that's posted on Twitter and Facebook isn't necessarily as accurate as it should be. Yeah, I mean, the news websites will, 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 do, will have their stuff on Twitter. So, you, so that's fine if you do that because it's within the news organization, depending if you trust it or not. Right. But that's another story for another day. Sheldon, we're all out of time. Howie, it's see, been a pleasure. See, I didn't do Sheldon Eric Freed well out of time. I just did Sheldon well out of time. Yeah, but it's the same pitch. That's what it was the same pitch. Oh, that's why. That yeah, that's is. why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went it's Sheldon Eric Freed. We're all out of time. It's been fun. It's always been fun. It is. It is always fun. Uh, I enjoy talking to Sheldon every week. I enjoy, I enjoy talking, talking to Howie. Yeah. I enjoy talking to you every week too. Let's keep our fingers crossed that maybe in the summer, please, we'll be on Just for Laughs. Please. Now, if, uh, if that happens, we might have a couple of surprises here on True Talk Radio. Uh, I can't get into it right now, but uh, we're working on a couple of uh, really interesting stuff. If the Just for Laughs Festival goes and if, um, and if we, we, we start independent radio in Montreal, we have, we have a lot of things planned. So, oh, excellent. So it should be, it should be a lot of fun. I'm excellent, Mr. Burns. All right, that's it. We're all out of time. Thank you so much for uh, for being here. Thank you, thank you, Selden. Thank you, Shell. Thank you, thank you, Selden. Here we go at the end. Here we go at the end. Thank you, Selden. You have a lift, do you? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Only it's always at the end. It's never at the beginning. It's never in the middle. It's always at the end. It's only been 17 years, Sheldon. <laughs> One day. One day I'll finish off a show properly. And I'll record that last bit, too. <laughs> uh, Sheldon, 17 years ago, my hair was a little less gray. <laughs> Probably had more of it like you and I, I both did. I had more of it, and it was a little less gray, and I was able to finish off a sentence without, without flubbing it. So and for um, people who don't know how English is his first language. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know where I stole that line from, by the way? No. I, I stole that line. That line wasn't my original line. Do you know where I stole that line from? Well, I've heard it many uh, from many people. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally stole it from Peter Anthony Holder, because he used to say that all the time when he flubbed the line. Oh, okay, okay. He used to say it all the time when he flubbed the line, so I, I, I stole it from him. So I have to give credit where credit is due. That line came from Peter Anthony Holder. But I use I've been using it for 17 years, so I mean... That's that's what it is. <laughs> uh, but um, but but at the end okay. of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the show, I generally flub a line or two. I mean, that happens almost every week, and it's yes. not intentional. I don't do it intentionally. It just kind of happens. Yes, it's all Sheldon's fault. No, he gets me all nervous at the end of the show. 
Why at the end of the show? I thought I would get you nervous for the because, entire show. Because he's always he's always edgy. He's always like, you know, I gotta get off. I gotta get off. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, come on, come on. Finish the show. Finish the show. I wanna go. I wanna go. I wanna go. And so, um, so so he gets me all nervous right at the end of the show. He's like, it's that energy that comes comes right do through do the do screen do at do me. Do 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 do. Comes right through the screen at me, and it, 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 it drags me that energy. And I'm like, oh come on, Sheldon, stop doing that. You make me so nervous. And then I end up flubbing the line, and it's it's Sheldon's fault. There goes Howie Silverger in the Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will be back on Tuesday. Are you sure? <laughs> I said that last, I said that two weeks ago. I wasn't back for two weeks after that, so we'll see. Um, I'll be back with my music show tomorrow night. I am scheduled to be back on Tuesday for Political Hitman at midnight on Tuesday. That's you Tuesday sure? going into Wednesday at midnight. Um, I, I'm scheduled to be uh, here, back here, right here in this seat, in this chair, in this studio for uh, right here, right there for political hitman. Gotcha. Uh, different, different background, but same. But but you know, I was gonna say the same show, different show, different background, but uh, same same host, but a different show. Sa- same host, same studio, same yes. equipment. Yes, different show, same topics. You, you, essentially, you just said the different show. Okay, same topics. Essentially. I mean, we pretty much do the same thing. We just call it something else. Oh, you call it something else? All right, okay. So why we call it something else, I still haven't figured out. Because <laughs> essentially, it's the same show. Uh, how are you but, just putting your foot that more and more? <laughs> but, I mean, I don't make those calls, right? So, I mean, they gave me a show and they called the Political Hitman. I was like, all right, Political Hitman. Okay. But I, I, I do the same thing I do on this show. So, I mean. Yeah, you named it the Howie Silberger Show. I named this show the Howie Silberger Show. Yes. The other show is Political Hitman. Na- but you didn't name Political Hitman. Somebody else named Political Hitman. That's right. It wasn't my choice. Okay. Okay. I, I didn't it's, have that but choice. But it's the same host as the Howie Silberger Show. Yes, it's still Howie Silberger, and it's in the same studio with the same equipment. Okay. Gotcha. And uh, we cover basically the same topics. Okay. But a different telephone number. But a different telephone number and a different name. Okay. But the same host. The same host, yeah. Okay. So you could uh, feel free to tune in. <laughs> What the heck was that? You can feel free to tune in uh, Tuesday, going into Wednesday midnight uh, for Political Hitman. And uh, if you're lucky, if I'm lucky, if we're all lucky, and if the, uh, if the stars are aligned and the Lord wills it, uh, we will do, uh, I might, what? The stars are aligned? What, do you, what, what are you doing, horoscopes now? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Is this another show that's going on True Talk Radio? Support independent radio. Move if, over, Jojo Savard. We if, got Howie. If, if the little horse whispers in my ear, we might. I might. I might come back on Tuesday and do another Howie Silverger show, but we will see. I, I, I can't guarantee it. It all depends if everything aligns and, you know, the horse and, you know, all the other stuff I said. If there's the Big Dipper or the Small Dipper. Yeah, if the Big Dipper dips into the Small Dipper and pours it into the Big Cup. That's right. And Saturn's aligned with Venus and Jupiter's aligned with the moon. With Mars. What? With Jupiter's aligned with Mars. This is the age of Aquarius. Oh. Look up the lyrics. Why? When Jupiter is aligned with Mars. That is the age of Aquarius. That's right. Yeah, but um, uh, what? (laughs) 
Never mind. I'm just, I, I just trying to understand where you're going with this. <laughs> I'm confused. So Jupiter look and Mars. Up the, look up the look up the age of Aquarius. Oh, I, I know the song. I understand the song. Okay. I'm. How how that how, how that fit into this? because well, it just just went into my head, and I just had to get it out of there. I see. <laughs> Has the moon hit the seventh? Don't house. sing, please. Don't sing. We want to get. And has Jupiter? Oh, he's rushing oh me to god. get off the air. Oh my god, he's singing. Oh my god. <laughs> what? I'm not singing. Don't sing, please. Okay. We heard you sing on the show one. Show me. Yeah, you kept. You, yeah, it was for the 200 like yeah. on Facebook. Oh, so how can I forget that? People can still like us on Facebook, by the way. The, the page is still there, the Howie Silver Show page. And you can join the Howie Silver yes. Show group on Facebook where we talk about um, uh, politics. That's what we do. We talk about politics. And also, you could, you could also text Howie, too. If you're too scared to go on or you're not comfortable going on the air, then you could text Howie. Text me? Why not? Okay. You can send me a message through Facebook for sure. Yes, I, mean, I meant to say send you a message through Facebook. Yeah, because yeah. nobody knows your number. That's except right. Ricky. Yeah, Ricky, don't lose that number. Ricky, but, Ricky, yeah. don't lose yeah, that you number. Don't, you, you don't have to care for anybody else. It's Steely Dan, too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, um, that, that, was, that's you, like, that, that was like a way, 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 way off left field tangent. I guess I'm promoting my show with some of the songs I wind up playing. Tune in so to like, Sheldon uh, weeknights at 7 p.m. Right here on TrueTalkRadio.com, inside the vault, where he plays some of your favorite music from the ancient times. Uh, what from the ancient times? What do you think I'm playing? 1919 burlesque? No, ancient times, uh, Sheldon. You, you you play 1950s. Uh, usually I play the 60s, not really the 50s. Oh, you play the 60s. How many years ago Six, was 1960, Sheldon? 60s, 70s, 80s, some <laughs> 90s. How many years ago was 1960, Sheldon? What do you think classic rock is? How many years ago was 1960, Sheldon? Yeah, but that's what you call classic rock. It's How many years ago was 1960, Sheldon? Okay. You know the cars at the Orange Julep? We're in 2021, Sheldon. They're the, old, they're the old cars. They're called classic cars. Sheldon, we're in 2021. How many years ago okay. was 1960? Howie, we're out of time. Oh, are we? Yes. Um, so, so Sheldon plays music from ancient times. Uh, it's, it's so, inside okay, the so hold on. Howie's on two separate radio shows. One his own show, which he's the host, yeah. and one on a different show where the the name up for him. Howie, so it's the same studio, same setup. That's right. On Tuesday midnight, Tuesday into Wednesday midnight. Exactly. Called political. It's called political hitman. Yeah, and Sheldon is uh, Sheldon yes. plays ancient music from and the, if the stars are aligned in the sky. <laughs> The stars are aligned in the sky, and the big dipper goes by the crescent moon. We will be back next Sunday. Is that what, is that what you're referring to? Uh, I don't know, Mister Silver. I'm not even sure anymore. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> and weeknight, Sheldon plays ancient music from the vault. So he opens the vault and pulls out ancient music to play to you. So uh, tune into ancient music from the vault with Sheldon Eric Freed. At 7 p.m. right here on TrueTalkRadio.com. Oh, that's a great platform. <laughs> Promoting my show, Ancient Music. <laughs> now, they're going to get people that are going to be Frank Sinatra lovers, and they're going to be Patsy Cline and all this stuff. Okay. Don't, 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 don't. I don't play them. 
You don't play that? Well, you know, you know what he plays? I heard it myself. Sheldon Eric. You heard you heard my show. Sheldon Eric Freed plays banjo music. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't play banjo music. Two and a half hours of banjo music. No, I don't play. I don't play uh, banjo music. I play the very best of classic progressive AOR rock. That's what I play. Oh, uh, yeah, classic all, rock. All to not the, ain't not not old not oldie rock. All to the background of banjo music. Boy, so, help me, please, Steely Lord, Dan. Me. Steely Dan on the banjo. Oh, that's not something I want to hear. Rick, you don't Steely, lose don't the know. number. You don't want to call nobody else. <laughs> Send it off in a letter to yourself. <laughs> you do realize this is going to be rebroadcasted on YouTube, eh? I do, yeah. 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 Okay. Ricky, you don't wanna, lose a number. <laughs> you may want to cut your losses right here and then. Yeah, good idea. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>